Welcome to the One Life for Life podcast, where we're focused on ending abortion one county at a time. Welcome to the One Life for Life uh, leadership training. Uh, my name is Pastor Eric Stewart, director of One Life for Life, and I'm here with uh, my, my two heroes, uh, two, two of my friends, James Carr and Justin Phillips, who have been engaged in doing abortion mill ministry on site for over a year now. So uh, glad to have you guys here, man. Looking forward to this. Yes, me too. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah, so yeah. we're going to do uh, a, a series of, of several different um, podcasts teaching on the important things uh, that that center around doing uh, this abortion male ministry. But to start, we're going to begin with the most important thing, which is the why, right? Yes. Like, if you know the why, you can always <clears throat> figure out the how. If you start with the how, uh, then you, if you don't have the why, you will quickly... Uh, get get burnt out, right? So we're going to begin to talk about the why. Why is it important for us to have a presence at the local abortion mills? Why is this uh, so so important? So Justin, let me start with you. Uh, why is why is the why so important as it relates to this ministry? Uh, you've you know, as I said, you've been out there for over a year, and you probably learned a lot about this, right? Yes, yeah, yeah, definitely. The most important thing is the why, and and not you know, always remembering the why and, and cause if we get the why wrong, you, you will not last out there. And it's something that we always, we have to continually remind ourselves of, um, continually see if we're going off track or if, if we're forgetting that, because if you get these, these things wrong and you get them or you get them in a different order, like what, what we're going to talk about the whys, then, then it, in the flesh, you just won't last. Yeah. What do you yeah. mean you won't last? Well, because if you get like, so the main reason is to glorify God. If you get that wrong, then you're going to just fall apart because you, what you're about ready to see is a lot of death and injustice and, and, uh, and you'll focus on that and then you'll get angry or just down and, and just, and you won't last. Okay. Gotcha. Cause you'll Long be doing it in your own strength mm -hmm. in your own flesh. Yeah. yeah. Also, uh, you know, I've often heard if you, uh, if your why is clear enough, if your why is strong enough, you can endure almost any how. Yeah. And when you, so when we recognize, like Justin was saying, why we're doing this and who we're doing this for, then that's what gives us the strength uh, that we can operate in the spirit instead of the flesh. So, yeah. 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 Good stuff. So then let, let's break that down a little more, uh, James, the... The first why that we say here at One Life for Life, why we do on-site abortion mill ministry every hour they're open is, is first of all, to glorify God. Uh, what does this mean? Well, I think it's to be God-honoring and Christ-exalting. And um, uh, there's so many situations that we find ourselves in out there 
that you can quickly be operating in the flesh. You can get your temper, you know, uh, be, um, uh, you know, just operating, you know, with a very angry spirit, um, no patience. You know, you look at, uh, is it Galatians 5, 22, the fruit of the spirit, you know, and the, the evidence of the flesh and it's, you can see those out there. It brings either the the fruit of the Spirit out, if you're operating in the Spirit, or the flesh will become very evident. And uh, so when we are in the flesh, we are not honoring God. We are not exalting Christ. We're not lifting Him up. We have got to make sure that our actions and our thought and our word and our deed is honoring Him. Yeah. So... It- it seems like I mean obviously all of our life is to glorify God and, and right. hearing you to glorify God and hearing you guys speak. It's like it seems like the abortion mill ministry from my experience of talking to you guys, it, it just brings the idols of our heart right to the forefront, mm. doesn't it? Yes. Like like other time it's easy to hide in other places, mm-hmm. but here it's not. So it's like having that right before you seems important from what you guys sure. are saying. Yeah. Yeah. And I and I think having, you know, Justin and I out there together, um, it helps keep that balance because we can keep each other accountable, and um, because, like I say, you're going to you're going to be at your extreme, tired, lonely, hungry. You, you know, you're going to be at your uh, at the ends of all of your senses, and so um, the the devil can attack you in those times, in those moments, and. Um, and just being able to control yourself, having that emotional intelligence, yeah, you know, to be able to control yourself. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. So first thing, first why for us is we say we do this to, to glorify God. Second reason why we do this abortion mill ministry, Justin, is to preach the gospel. Um, share a little bit more about that. Yeah, so the gospel is is what is going to change the situation. There is nothing else that's going to change it. It will not end, you know, by any other means but the gospel. I mean, you might be able to really get some things done here and there, but it will just, this is a problem that's been going on since ancient days, child sacrifice. And it's in its darkness. And um, in the, the gospel is the power of God into salvation, like Romans 1 says. And, and so the gospel is the only thing that will will change this and it's the only thing that can change the moms and the dads and the people you know without the gospel you can save the baby maybe they'll still choose life then at that time but but they might be back or but they're but they're going to hell like you know there's people going to hell and so we are there to preach the gospel glorify god preach the gospel and let him do what only he can do yeah and it's through the gospel that that this is power for salvation yeah, and th- this is really important in this ministry, isn't it? Like this yeah. is like a debate of how do you, c- what message do you communicate to the mother? So maybe could you could you guys share an example of like how this commitment of preaching the gospel affects your language and and the way that you're talking with the moms and interacting with them, um, uh, contrary to what others may be doing. So mm-hmm. yeah, so the um, people know God. You know, because God's making make Himself known to them through creation, like the Bible says, and and so you can you can use man, your own words, man, man's words, you know. But as soon as you start using the word, that word ha- is the authority of of God, and they and they it 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 
accomplishes what he will and that and they and, you know so they that's the that's our the sword you know and that's what will really bring make it to where they can't suppress the truth anymore or 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 they will suppress the truth or but it's the god's doing you know so and then so a lot of times like we we want them to know that we're there in the name of Jesus Christ and preach the gospel and we want them to know that that we know what they you know that they know god and that they should obey him and not put their trust in that in the abortion mill yeah yeah that's good um, I, I remember reading a sermon, uh, I was within a year, and the sermon was talking about basically the choosing the right weapon for things like this when we're in, engaging like the culture of death. And this, this uh, pastor used an illustration of John Newton. Like we know John Newton now, right? He wrote the hymn Amazing Grace, but before he came to faith, he was a slave trader and like one of, one of the leaders in that. And uh, as I was reading through the sermon, they, they said, let me paint a picture for you that you're in a room alone with John Newton while he is still practicing uh, the, the slave trade. And you have two weapons. You have a sword and you have a Bible. He's like, which one do you use? Hmm. And he's like, if you choose the sword, then you probably wouldn't have not had the, the abolition of the slave trade because John Newton mentored William Wilberforce, who eventually was the instrument God used to actually end the slave trade. If you use the, the sword of the spirit, which is the Bible, he comes to faith, he trusts Christ, and he's an instrument to end the slave trade. So your commitment is we're, we're committed to the sword of the spirit, the, the gospel. So yeah, good stuff. So why we do what we do. First, glorify God. Second, we're out there to preach the gospel. Uh, James, third, we're out there to interpose for the babies. Now that's uh that's not a, a common everyday term, you know, that we, we discuss. So maybe explain a little bit of what that means to interpose for the babies. Yeah. The act of interposition is at the heart of the gospel. That's ex- that's what Christ did for us is he interposed. He stepped out of glory, took on flesh, and he stood in between his creation and the wrath of the Father. And he all of the wrath that pleased God to pour out all of his wrath upon his Son. So he stood in between. He absorbed that for his elect. So uh, that's what we are doing. Ezekiel 22, verses 29 on through the end of that chapter, it says that, that uh, God is looking for a man to stand in the gap and uh, to repair the wall, he says. And that's a visualization of interposing. And we are to stand in that gap, the literal gap between the abortionist that's fixing to tear that baby apart and that baby that's in the womb for safety. And so we can only use our words, and we are to um, stand in that gap and with everything in us, mainly the Word of God, what we were just saying, using the sword of the Spirit, we are to um, do everything we can to absorb that wrath that's fixing to be poured out on that child, uh, on that innocent uh, baby. So I, I believe that it's commanded by God for us to do this. 
You know, we're to interpose for the uh, widows and the orphans. We're to, it's, a, it's something that is very pleasing to God that He wants us to do. And um, so, I, I, like I say, I think it's a visual representation to the community that we uh, that we're sharing the gospel in that way. We're the the last representation of the gospel for that child before it's executed. Yeah, yep. yeah, and I think it's um for the land too. You know, and yes. God, like that's really important. Um, now there was if this was going on, all these babies dying every day, and there was no one out there to to open their mouths for the babies, and there was no no, no nobody to do that. I mean, I think God's judgment would really be poured out even more. <laughs> yes. You know, yeah. but so we're, so it's like for, for that too. Yeah. yeah. So you're seeing the blood guilt from the land is crying out mm-hmm. and you're standing out there saying, God, for the sake of, of, of your righteousness, we're here standing in the gap, you know, with, withhold, be merciful. Yes. Yeah. 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 That's good. Good stuff, guys. Yeah. Excellent. Well, uh, starting with the why so important and, uh, we'll, we'll get to the, the last why here. Um, and uh, this is something that um, is a stated goal for us. We're not, we're not out there to, to just do those other three things, but we have a resolute commitment to shut down each abortion mill we are at. Yes. We, we want, this is a ministry that we want to have an end date mm-hmm. to it because <laughs> we want abortion <laughs> to end. Uh, so, Justin, just, just speak into that a little bit of how... Why is that why so important and kind of maybe how does that play out for us and and what we do out there? Yeah, that's why it's really important because that's we want this to end. We want that abortion mill to close. And it's because of this. This why, well, is is the reason why we're really there so much, like to every hour that they're open, because we want the abortion to end. And and so so we're there every hour that they're opened. And, um, and that's, that's our, our goal. It's not, so if we, it was something, um, like if, if we wanted to, um, be there when, when the moms were getting there to, for, to have abortion and, and open our mouths for them, which that's, that's the really important too, then we would maybe just be there, you know, a couple hours a day or, or on the kill days would be there a couple of di- couple hours. But we, from the beginning wanted to, our stated goal was to end abortion, and so we're there every hour that they're open. And this and this puts pressure on the workers, and and lets them know that we're there to shut the the place down, and we're not, you know. So, yeah, 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 and you know, I, I, we have people all the time that come to us and say, "So why are you here every day? Yeah, <laughs> why are you here every day?" And so, because people are being murdered in there, you know. What we don't understand or what we, the church as a whole, has bought into is that we have bought into the dehumanization of that baby in the womb. And we have, and I can prove it, because if we really believe, and I heard, I think, Rusty Thomas say this, if we really believe that abortion is murder and that babies are being murdered, then every time there's an abortion, wherever it is, we need to act as if someone has been murdered. And if, I I don't know, Eric, what nationality are you? Like, you're Scottish, uh, German, like, you know, what... Like Heinz 57 European, yeah, 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 yeah. and about 10% Jewish. 10% Jewish. Yeah, don't sure. forget that. Yeah. yeah. So we won't go there, but, <laughs> but, but let's say, you know, I'm Scottish. My car is Scottish. And 
um, I, I, if they round up all the Italians in, in this country and say, you know what, we're going to do away with all, we're going to kill all the Italians, I could sit back and go, well, whew, man, I, I made the cut, you know, and it doesn't really affect me until they say, we're going to round up all the Scottish or we're going to round up all this group of people and we dehumanize them and that we make them less than human and then we execute them. I'm, this is the most dangerous country to grow old in. We kill our pre-born neighbors and it's just a, a next jump is for the elderly because they've already got all the rhetoric there. They've already got all that in place. Hey, the fetus, the baby is not viable. It has no value. We just get rid of it. Now the next they can say about the elderly. So we're just one step away from that. So it is, this is very important that we, that our actions match our words. And I believe that's what it says in uh, James. Uh, I think it's chapter two, um, one or two. Let, you know, let your uh, faith uh, be recognized by the things that you do. Yeah. And, uh, I, and I think that if we truly believe that these are babies and that they are being executed in one of the most heinous ways, then, then the whole church, when they wake up, the, they will do, it will do away with abortion in a very short amount of time. Yeah. That's so good. And it's like, man, I want, I, I want, God to continue to show all, teach all of us what this yes. really is. Yeah. Yes. And when you were sharing, it reminds me of a poem that was written by, um, after Nazi Germany, I believe you pronounce it Niemöller. It's probably completely wrong, but <laughs> uh, this is what he wrote. First, they came for the socialists and I did not speak out because I was not a socialist. Mm. Then they came for the trade trade unionists, and I did not speak out because I was not a trade unionist. Then they came for the Jews, and I did not speak out because I was not a Jew. Then they came for me, and there was no one left to speak for me. It's mm-hmm. exactly what you're talking about. Yes. And so so on point. Yes. Well, good stuff, guys. I, I think this lays the the framework for us of going into more of the, the details of what we do, but mm-hmm. we've got to start with the why, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So, so really think about for, for, I think you ended on a high note. Why do we do this? Well, because we want to glorify God and babies are being murdered. That doesn't glorify God. And we mm-hmm. want to stop it. Yes. Amen. Yeah. Simply put. So, yeah, yeah. And there's a, there's a great verse. If I could read from Hebrews 13, yeah. that, mm-hmm. that's really, I think goes along with the ministry and really helps um, stay focused on it. But it, it's Hebrews 13, 13 through 15. And it says, Therefore, let us go to him outside the camp and bear the reproach he endured. For, for we have no lasting city, but we seek the city that is to come. Through him, then, let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God that is the fruit of lips that acknowledge his name. So we're out, you know, out in a place where there's no one, you know, it looks crazy. We're out in front of a death pit. We're we're acknowledging his name and proclaiming the gospel and and um, yeah, amen. Too, yeah, amen. yeah, that's good. Outside the camp, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah it's definitely outside. It's not safe out there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Awesome. Well, uh, man, stay tuned for the the next several uh, 
lessons podcast that we're going to talk about this. Um, James and Justin have been engaged in this battle, like I said, for over a year. Uh, nearly 60 babies that we know of have been saved in that. So that mm-hmm. they definitely have the fruit on the tree to, to help you be more effective on site at the local abortion mill. So stay tuned.